0: This. this this is,
1: this is, this is Diverse. diversified Diverse. diversified yeah. game game, game. game.
0: A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may
1: agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. Tyson. When you're going against the odds, you've got to be creative, you've got to innovate, you've got to stand out. And AL. Focus
2: more on execution and application and less on excuses.
1: So let the
0: game begin.
1: Hey, it's Kellen, and I may be joined by AL today, but I want to focus right now on our special guest, who's an actress, an expert blogger. She travels, she lives in LA, of course, because of the acting. She does fashion and lifestyle. Her name is Candy Washington, and you can check her out while listening to this podcast at candywashington.com. Candy, welcome to the show. How are you doing?
0: Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm doing well over here on the West Coast, and I'm excited to chat with you guys today.:
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know, I was reading your <laughs> your, your website, I, and I love the website, and and you even have your own podcast, the Sugar Pill podcast.
0: Yeah. So it's uh, Sugar Pills, your weekly dose of inspiration to elevate your mind, body, and soul. And it's really the companion piece to my book, Sugar Pills, 10 Days to Awaken Your Inner Power, which is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. And that was really um, a passion project that I did as a creative professional and entrepreneur, learning how to separate my person from my persona, you know, so like I would do acting. So a lot of us actors would go in the audition room. And if we booked it, we would feel great. And we're like, we can do this. We're awesome. We're making it quote unquote. Or if we didn't book it, then we would feel not good enough. Like we were rejected. Like there was something wrong with us at our core, which obviously isn't true. So how do you separate Um, Your person, your self-worth, your confidence, your worthiness as a human being outside of the work that you do. Um, And I think that also plays a lot into social media as well, because I also do social media influence where, you know who you are isn't tied to how many likes you have or how many followers you have. That's just analytics and information. So how do you maintain a sense of self while chasing your success? So that's really what uh, the book is about. And that's what the podcast is as well. It's more of a companion piece to the book.
1: And I think that is like great because we see people going through depression over their Mm -hmm. social media and you're in a business where rejection is part of the business and it doesn't matter who you are, um, you know, you can be brought onto something and then let, let go. What got you at, and I'm going to say an early age because you know, you're, 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 um, you're, you're new, you're fresh, you're Mm -hmm. a fresh face. What got you to thinking like that? Like, how did you get there so quick?
0: Well, I wouldn't say I got there, um, quickly because I started when I was really young just like at like church plays and 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 working in like writing and acting at school and I was definitely that kid who was very type a always wanted the gold star always had to get the a plus plus with like extra credit and I was like really focused on that um but I think as I got older and as I grew up and as I left corporate America after college, because I went to Georgetown and I was like, I'm going to be a lawyer. And then I quickly realized, no, I'm not. <laughs> That's not what I want to do. Um, so when I left that world, um, yes, at, at, at an early age, but since I had, had that mindset and that like work ethic since I was younger... Um, it, it it seems like it happened quickly, but I think I was getting to that point where I had to learn what was that harmony between somebody giving me the gold star and me giving myself the gold star. So once I started being an entrepreneur and working for myself and really trying to monetize it, that's really when I made that shift of, okay, so... My boss isn't giving me a check every week. If I want to get a check, I'm going to have to learn what are my boundaries, what are my standards, how do I value my time, how do I, you know, negotiate on my own behalf, you know, how my, how do I become my own advocate when, when you work a nine to five or a more traditional job that's kind of all baked in. So that to me was really that turning point, that moment where I was like, you know what, I'm not going to work at corporate America. I have my own vision. I have my own brand that I want to build. My voice is meaningful and I want to go share that with other people. And I think to me, that was really that turning point of I have to figure out how to do this and not just make my business sustainable, but how do I make my mindset sustainable as well? And I learned a lot from so cliche, but obviously Queen Oprah and Super Soul Sunday and Deepak and Eckhart and Brene, you know, um, just really listening to them as these amazing entrepreneurs and business minded people, but all of them had a very similar trajectory when it came to their mindset and, you know, not to be frou-frou, but like their spirituality and how all of those things had to work in the, in the soup to make the soup come out good. Like you had to have that business savviness, but you also had to have that mindset. Then you also had to have that purpose that was greater than yourself. And so I think just really, you know, Learning from them, and that's actually a part that's a chapter of my book, like How to find a Mentor. And I say in there, you know, you don't have to have all these like super connections to all these you know like Oprah and all these high you know power people if you're like, well, I work in Ohio and I'm trying to build my blog online. I don't have access to these celebrities, but you do. Like one thing I did was I just went to on YouTube and I wrote and I just like typed in like Oprah Keys to Success. There are thousands of videos of of Oprah or or whoever your person is, you know, talking, giving talks, giving TED talks, doing interviews, doing podcasts where they're sharing their journey. So if you're not able to connect with someone that you really feel inspired by, like face-to-face in-person mentorship, just Google it and you can just listen and learn from there. So there are so many ways to get access to that.
1: Now, I love how you how you're saying this, because on diversified game, it's really to give the game to let the person and I always think of the 14 year old who might be in Kansas, might be, mm-hmm. you know, in Louisiana, who being from California, I there's a lot of access to things. So right. when we, I, you know, I started in media at um at eight now before 18. And it was because there were so many magazines in different ways. And, you know, you could meet a celebrity just walking down the street or running into a restaurant, but what you're saying, you're saying and showing that anybody can do it no matter Mm -hmm. where you're, you're from. And you can be sane because, you know, talking about depression, uh, my co-host and I, we, we're all like PR folks or in in consultants. And I have seen folks go to the hospital that are quite popular online, and mm-hmm. they can't handle that fame. So, you know, you have to be able to handle, everyone wants to be Oprah until you have to deal with Oprah type problems. Exactly,
0: and- <laughs> exactly. Bigger the blessing, bigger the burden.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and so with, you know, the, the acting, how do you deal with you know you're going on auditions you know from looking in the mirror and hearing your whole life and you can see it from instagram and other of these places you're beautiful you're beautiful you're the most stunning and then you go to these you know auditions and they tell you you're not good enough how, where's your mindset have to be to be able to keep doing that day in and day out
0: right well i think i think it, it it's in what you just said you said and they tell you you're not good enough, but that's not actually what they're saying. That's what the actor is perceiving. So I think it's really getting clear on the difference between what is reality and what are, and what is my perception and feelings, because feelings and perceptions aren't necessarily facts. So if you go into an audition room and you don't book it, and what you hear is, I am not good enough that is what leads to anxiety and depression and uh, and hustling for your worthiness at all times through external measures. But if you go into the audition with the mindset of, this is what I love to do. This is my time to play. Auditioning as an actor is a part of my job. So I'm going to go in and I'm going to enjoy my job. And regardless if I'm selected for this particular role, whether I'm you know, they're looking for someone taller or shorter, or they're going to give it to their girlfriend or their second cousin, you know, which a lot of times the role has nothing to do with talent. It usually has to do with relationships, which is A, a good thing and a bad thing. It's good because especially with social media at this day and age, you have the power to create relationships, to be the person that will get the offer and book the job, whether or not you are the best actor for it. But B, it also can be disheartening because you could go in, kill it, knock it out the park, know you're perfect for this role and still not get it. So I think that you have to change your mindset from, if I book this, that means that they're telling me I'm not good enough versus this is my job. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna do it. Who I am authentically is enough. Whether or not I'm selected for this job does not determine my worthiness or whether or not I am good enough. Because that comes that's an inside job. That comes from me, not from somebody else. So I think it's really having that mindset of, of I already am good enough intrinsically and this is just something I'm doing. It, it's not definitive of, of who I am.
1: Mm. You said something about relationships and relationships mm-hmm. are key in any business i mean we just saw a few months ago a scandal where people were buying their way into college which mm-hmm. it's something that many people knew but it was based on the relationship like you could not have bought your way into knowing that person but you can buy your way in to college but you first have to have the relationship with the person who can get you on the yacht team and this and that um how do you strengthen your relationships in in acting
0: So the way that I strengthen my relationships when it comes to my acting career is first, I think about who are the people that I need to connect with that have the power to hire me because we all want to book the work and we all want to get paid for what we do. So first I would make a list of who are the people that I want to connect with that have the power to hire me and I want to work with. And that's just, and that's not just casting directors. Yes. I'm going to make a list of casting directors that are casting shows and movies that I would be a great fit for? Like who's casting Blackish? You know, who's casting, you know, Riverdale? So I would figure out who's casting the projects that I would be an easy fit for, figure out who those casting directors are. Then I would also make a list of writers. Who are the television writers? Who are the showrunners? You know, who who's making really fun independent like independent films going to Sundance that I would love to be a part of? Who are those writers? Who are the producers on that? You know, producers have hiring power. You know, who are the executive producers? They have the real power because they're the ones who are funding it, right? Or finding the funding for the for the for the project. So I would make a list of who are the key players that I want to make the connections with, because I could have a relationship with some random person, but that doesn't mean that it's going to, you know, help me out. I'm not going to discard that person, but I'm also not going to maybe put them on my like top target list. So I'm going to create a target list of those people. Then I'm going to see where do they hang out in real life? If I'm in an LA or a New York, or if I'm in an Atlanta, or maybe there, we were talking earlier about, you know, working on location, is there a location set, you know, in my small little hometown that I can go by and just, you know, hang out or see or check out. So where are they hang out in real life? Where are they doing their lunches? Where are they doing their cocktails? Where are they doing the brunches? You know, cause all deals are really made over, you know, The dinner or the brunch or the early morning coffee or whatever. Where are they hanging out in real life? And then where are they hanging out online? Follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. What are their websites? Do they have a blog? Do they have a podcast that you can listen to and comment and engage? So then, once I know who I'm targeting, then I know where they're hanging out. Then I want to create an authentic relationship, not based on hi, I'm a desperate actor, what can you do for me? But based on, hey, I'm this really cool chick and I have a lot of value to add and I would love to connect with you. Oh, I see you post about your dog a lot. Did you know that there's this really cool dog park that just opened up? Or there's this new vegan dog treats. Like I know you really like, you know, love vegan food and you love your pets. Like blah, 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 blah figure out what do they care about that's outside of the industry. So you're not going to them with the energy of, oh my God, please hire me and please help me because people feel that. It feels very salesy and it feels very slimy. And I think that's why networking gets such a bad name because if you bring the energy of I'm lacking and I need you to do something for me to make me feel better about myself, that's a lot of pressure and that is like a repellent. But if you go to it with energy of, hey, we're two like-minded professionals working in entertainment. I know you really like, I don't know, Crocs. Guess what? You know, Macy's is having a sales on Crocs. Here's a cool code. You know, I think blue would look really great on you. And they're like, oh my God, you're right. Blah, 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 blah. It's like creating friends. You want that person to feel like they know, like, and trust you and build a relationship that way. And then when the time comes, they'll be like, oh, I know this really cool girl that I've been having this Twitter conversation with. I know she's an actress, I'm casting for something. Let's bring her in. Or you see a breakdown where this person is now producing some film you want to be in. You've already created a relationship with them, not based on what can you do for me, but based on let's create an authentic relationship and friendship that is mutual. Then it's an easier ask. Like, hey, I don't want to overstep my bounds, but I saw you're producing this movie. Would love to come in, you know, and read for it if you're open to that, right? So I think it's just doing that, staying ready, creating a list of your target people, knowing where they hang out, and then creating an authentic relationship with them. So that foundation is there when you have an ask and you feel like you've earned the ask. So that's that's what I would do to, you, to do relationships.
1: You just gave a ton of game. of of game and i am and i want to i want to even dig deeper because and 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 welcome al uh to the show hi hey good morning good morning
2: good morning good morning
1: but i want to get into so i'm a walking billboard i'm very nosy um yeah if if you're having a conversation and it's loud enough and i hear something i like i'm jumping in it and and i'm (laughs) And I'm 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 never worried about that. One because I'm from East Oakland, so I know how to fight if you get offended. Two, I know how to conflict resolute. if we, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm two, I'm 200 pounds, and um I, I'm I was trained by the best, um mm-hmm. so I, I I'm never worried. But how do you find out where these producers and these people are? Because I find that people will try to make you feel special sometimes that you have like a special key. And I tell people there's nothing special. It's that as a kid, I would read the credits of everything from music to TV. And nowadays it's so easy to contact those people um but how do you find those people because you might have a secret sauce that maybe a magic wand that says oh I want to meet Shaquille O'Neal so I'm just gonna go you know hang I, was out with him and DJ. Out.
0: I was just hanging out with him a couple weekends ago actually in Miami because he's a DJ he does like DJ um oh, I forgot his DJ name but he we were we were doing a, par- a Miami uh yacht party and he was DJing there actually
1: I, and I saw that. So I just oh, want to yeah. know, <laughs> how, how do you, how, had, how did you start, you know, networking and knowing where these people were and, and just running yeah. into them?
0: Okay. Yeah. So, um, I, let me answer that in, in, in two parts. Cause the first part, I want to go back to something I said previously about, um, making the target list and it's like that random person or whatever, so let me go back and, and, and honor that AKA random person. Cause no one is random. Everyone is special and great and amazing. Um, that's the millennial in me. We, we all get gold stars. No, but, um, <laughs> but, um, but, but to that point, yes, you want to make your target list of these, you know, directors, writer, producers, whatever, like all of those people in the industry. But you also, to your point, you want to be so confident in your own skin and so clear And what your vision is that when you're talking to a barista or you're talking to, you know, your Uber driver or you're talking to, you know, your dentist or whoever it is that you're so clear on who you are and you're so clear on what your vision is. You can talk to those people like the Uber driver like, oh, yeah, like, you know, one of my goals is this year is like, I really want to book, you know three guest stars by the end of the season. And then that'll really put me up for like a series regular compilot season. You know, I'm an actress and I love, you know, storytelling. And that Uber driver could be like, oh, cool. Well, guess what? My uncle is, you know, um, a director on this really cool show. Give me your card and I'll pass it along. So you never know who's connected to who. So you never want to discount or discredit someone. So I just wanted to go back and make sure that I clarified that. Because again, it's all about relationships. And it goes back to that saying, like, you treat the janitor the same way you treat the CEO, because Mm -hmm. we're all equals. So yes, you want to make that target list of like the directors and the producers, but don't discount the the people that you meet every day in your day-to-day life, because you never know who they're connected to. Like, you never know who that person is connected to. So I wanted to go back and, and talk about that person. And then the second part of that is where do you find these people to connect with? Well, we have a great thing. There's IMDb Pro, which I think if you want to be an actor, it's imperative that you're on there. So you can go on there, go on IMDb Pro, Pro, look up the projects you want to be working on, see where they're shooting. There's um, all of the, you know, the industry magazines, the Hollywood Reporter, Deadline, Variety, um, you know, uh, the rap, radar online, like all of those places, they will tell you where people are shooting, where is production, you know, go to Google and search it. And then also social media, you know, these companies are always posting, the actors are always posting, like where they're at, what they're doing, because they're trying to, you know, promote their stuff too. So I think in the age of information that we live in, it's as easy as like a Google search, there's production hub, and that will tell you where places are 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 shooting or whatever. And then again, just reach out to people. There's like a really cool director, like reach out to 10. Maybe you hear back from two. If you hear back from none, reach out to 10 more or follow up. Um, That's another thing. The power is in the follow through. A lot of times people will reach out once, don't hear back and be like, oh, they must have just ignored my email or didn't get it or didn't think I was cool enough to respond. No, a lot of us are just busy. And a lot of us are, oh, I see that email and I'll get back to it. And then they forget it because you have 20 other things to do on your list. So again, don't let not hearing back make you feel like that's a no. It's just, you didn't hear back. So follow up. So follow up again. Because a lot of times when people well, e- even for me, someone will email me with a question or something and I'll be like, oh my God, I want to respond to that. But then I have 15 other things I had to do that day so it's not that I don't want to engage that person it's just it wasn't on the top things of my life, things I had to do but if they follow up that also shows me that they're serious so feel reach out I wouldn't stalk people I'm not saying that I would say one to three would be if you really want to meet that person but definitely to email them dm them shoot them a note leave a comment um and then follow up. There's no problem with following up and follow through because you could follow up and then they could say, okay, cool. Send me your reel. That means send me your reel. Follow through. Send them your reel. Because a lot of times they're not going to, they're not going to babysit you and be like, oh, why to follow up with you and sending me your reel? If you're asking someone for something, especially someone you've never worked with before, they're not going to babysit you because they have a hundred other yous that would love that position. So it's really up to you to take the initiative and the power to make sure. Send links. Links are great to send, um, easier than attachments, but you also want to be careful because you don't want your stuff to be flagged as spam. So you also want to be very, very specific about who how who you're reaching out to and how you're reaching out to them.
1: Whoa, whoa. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let AL go ahead and and, and jump in because I could go, I mean, you have given so many jewels to the people. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm yeah. Gonna tell yeah, I want to tell them where to PayPal you, but Al, go go ahead. <laughs> if Al, a, a, a. yeah, a, yeah. Oh, okay, well, I I don't even know. No, no, he. I'm here. I'm here. Oh, you no, there? Okay, yeah, yeah. Go go, go ahead and, and and jump in before I I, I was gonna I'm a hog all this time if I don't let you in. Oh yeah,
2: you better you better let me double Dutch in, man. Let me get let me get a little bit of this game.
1: Hey.
0: <laughs>
2: Hey, hey, Candy. Uh, Good morning. Good morning.
0: Good
2: morning. So, been been uh been listening in. uh, Definitely like all of the information that you shared, and um, I'm like part the part the marketing guy, part the creative guy, and I have a lot of questions for you, uh, regarding how do you manage your time while keeping up with your podcast and maintaining your social media like your content on your social media is so above par like the quality is like so high the photos the photos aren't crooked you know they aren't blurry (laughs) it doesn't look like the home girl took the picture and she really like all right candy well you know i'll help you out this time
0: (laughs) yeah so i think um I'll take that in in two chunks first I'll do time man and time management, and then the second one I'll do uh quality of content so okay. the first one is time management the way I manage my time is since I am an entrepreneur, it's what's making the profit and then secondly, what is my purpose and passion so if I have um you know, a brand campaign with a brand that's that's paying me. It's a sponsored campaign. It's really fun. That's definitely gonna take precedent for my time because that's how I keep my business going, you know, because it is a business and and so you wanna be rooted in that. And then secondly, I always take time of my day to do something that is rooted in my purpose or passion. It doesn't have to be like I'm gonna go and like meditate for five hours. It could it could be as small as I'm gonna treat myself to an ice cream cone today and just love that and take 10 minutes out of my day just to have that ice cream cone. And I only say that in time management because doing those tiny little things throughout your day helps you from not feeling burnt out. And it also, when you go back to the work, you're re-energized and your creative juices are flowing because as all creative people, sometimes we just don't feel inspired. We don't feel like our juices are flowing. Sometimes we're just over it. But I think when you have those times with time management, You have to take those like little bits out to find the joy in the day to light your fire back to doing what you want. But from a tactical standpoint, when it comes to time management, I love doing an editorial calendar. So I'm like, okay, so if I want to do a podcast every Wednesday, then Sunday I'll carve out a couple hours that morning where I'm going to record those podcasts because I don't have a lot of the guests on mine, which is a goal of next year. But so I will just um, carve out time record the different podcasts, create that content. So then I'm not creating the content the day of, it's already banked and like a library and all I have to do is post. So I think using a calendar really helps. Like when is this post due? When is this campaign due? And then I can space out my time. And I also liked another trick I like to do is I I don't like scheduling a lot of things spread out during the week. I like to have days that are packed and then I have days that are free. And the days that are free are the days for me to write, to pitch, to email, to create content, to relax and chill, whatever it is. So a little trick for me as an entrepreneur is I don't want to have one meeting a day for a week. I want to have three meetings in one day and then I have a full day where I can just do what I need to do to create the content. Um, And there's also like... For me, that's how I sort of like manage my time. So I break it down. What's making me the profit? So then that's the priority. Then I have little, you know, things I do throughout my day or throughout my week. That's just like purposeful and passionable That makes me happy. So I don't feel like I'm burned out. And then I sure. like to have free days for content creation and then space out the meetings that way. And then the second part was quality of content. Um, yes, I think because I do social media influence as well. So when you're working with a brand and they're paying you to create content around that experience for me if i'm putting my name on something i want it to look amazing and great because if it looks amazing and great the first time they're gonna hire you again and again and again and that's what my measure of a successful campaign is with a brand is if they hire me back so yeah the first one's great but are they hiring me again and so to me i will always want to make sure that my like my, my content is up to par. The quality is there and it's so easy. Like the day and age, there's like different apps where you can just, you don't want to over Photoshop or overdo it because you still want to be your authentic self and you still want to, to be who you are in there, but there's so many ways. And I think with that, it's just, what is the color scheme of your social media and the color scheme of your social media is based on the color scheme of what your brand is. So when you're building your brand, you want to know what's my logo, what's my tagline, what's my color scheme, what's the tone of my brand? Because you have different tones. Like mine's very like fun, inspirational, aspirational, you know, kind of like downhow cheek, little boho twist. You know, it's like fun and great, um, you know, very light, positive, uplifting, um, you know, but also what's the tone? Is it conversational? Is it more business? So, and then what's your color scheme? You know, like on mine, you would never see just like a harsh, you know, dark color or nothing like that. You know, what's what's the color scheme of of your brand? And then you want to keep it consistent. So for me, with Instagram, one image on its own has to tell a story by itself. But then that one image on the grid cohesively has to tell a story. So when you look at my top six or the top nine images on Instagram, I think all of those should be cohesive and you should all tell a story within it. So yes, it's about the one post, but then you want to think about what does it look like collectively as well?
2: Okay, solid, solid, mm-hmm. solid. And to like, um, and to piggyback off of like the, the social media talk, mm-hmm. Um. With everything else that you that you have going on, like uh you know you're managing your business, um you have the acting mm-hmm. um a lot of things that are that I've been running into conversations with and you know helping people not jump off the sidewalk is how do you adjust
0: <laughs> tell me about uh,
2: with all of the algorithm changes, all of the updates, I think people practically lost their minds last week when there was a mass. Oh, with that shut down, people lost their minds.
0: Yeah, people people <laughs> did. Well, I would say first, everybody, take a breath, count to three, chill, relax. <laughs> it's not that deep. So, like, some people have real problems. Like <laughs> Instagram is right, not right, a real you're problem. Right. You know, you're some right. people like, get a little bit of perspective. Um, so to that, I would say, I was actually at a panel earlier this year for BlushCon on social media brand building and monetizing your content. And the the moderator asked me this question. And I know what she meant, but my answer was different. So she goes, wow, you must be really passionate about social media. And I said, no, I'm not passionate about social media. Social media is a tool that I use to share my passion. So I think um, you need to have the perspective of Instagram as a tool that I'm using to share my passion with people and that I'm using to build a brand. So." It, so when the algorithm hits and all these things hits, it's more just like a glitch in the thing. You know, if your Excel has a glitch, you're not like, oh, my God, I'm up in arms and you go crazy or the PowerPoint's <laughs> down. Like, you know, it's not this whole like avalanche of things. It's just like, OK, I need to like reboot and start again. It's not a big of a deal. So I think the perspective of building a brand on social media is that social media is just a tool it's just a tool. Literally, it's just pixels on my phone. That is it. It could go away tomorrow. And that is true. So I think when you realize that the purpose is in sharing the passion, creating a brand, creating community, and that's what the real purpose is, then the content you're putting out, the message that you're putting out, the people that you're engaging with, that has to be more important than any algorithm, than any analytic, than any like than any engagement level, because that's just information that you use in a marketing deck. It's not the be all end all. So I think people need to have a healthier perspective on what social media actually is and should be. And that would really alleviate a lot of the depression, a lot of the anxiety, a lot of the comparison, like, oh my God, this person's, you know, Partying at a yacht, and her life must be so beautiful and amazing. What am I doing with my life? You know, we live in a and we live in a, a very comparison society, where like people right. look at somebody's Instagram feed. A, they think they know who that person is and what that person has been through. Maybe they do, maybe they don't. And B, they are using that as a barometer for their own life, and that's not the case. That's someone's highlight reel. That's been. Curated, craft it, photoshopped, cropped, like all that stuff, you know, carefully calculated, as it should be, because it's just a marketing tool. You wouldn't put up a half ass oh I don't know if I can say that. You wouldn't put up like a a janky billboard. You wouldn't put up a janky ad in a magazine. You wouldn't put on a janky commercial on a t in the middle of a TV show. It's just it's just ad space. So of course, if you're doing it on a professional level, it needs to be high quality. It needs to be you know airbrush, photoshopped, whatever it is. You know, curf- you know carefully curated, because essentially it's ad space. It's a space in which you're sharing your brand. Like you're not going to put out a bad commercial or a bad billboard. Or Brad or a bad print campaign. But the consumer has to also check themselves and realize this is a commercial. This is an ad. This is someone's curated in Instagram. That's not a barometer of who I of who I should be or need to be because it's not attainable. So I think on both sides, people need to just kind of like relax and like there are bigger fish to fry out there. Some people have like actual problems. Instagram is not one of them.
2: Real, I, I definitely. <laughs> yeah that's just real talk so that is yeah. real talk real,
1: real 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 talk go, and, and Al, before you go there you can say whatever you want candy so oh, okay. be, when, you're giving, when you're giving game like this you feel free to say whatever you want how you need to say it this is just like the the real church you got to just let it out Take and, me
2: church. yeah people are gonna <laughs>
1: hear it go ahead Al. i didn't mean to
2: <laughs> And I was just going to just comment one, like, thank you. I can't tell you how much of a breath of fresh air it is to hear (laughs) that. Like your, your perspective is needed tremendously. I cannot wait till we publish this interview. so So people can, you know, jog their consciousness a little bit and really hone in on what it is they need to
0: do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're letting Instagram ruin your day, then like you need to check your priorities and yourself. Like it's, it's not Instagram's fault. It's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There
2: you go. Yeah,
1: but people get, you know, you're talking about people getting, you know, jealous off the yacht, but I've seen, especially for the creative type, the actor types, I've seen people get jealous off others going to funerals saying, I've never lost anybody. I don't know how that feels. And, you know, oh where do goodness. I pull cool from? And you're like, okay, I got to get out of California. Because um, <laughs> I, I I can only hear this in California or maybe New York. Let me go somewhere else where people really have real issues. Can you talk about what and this and Al is going to really um, have a, a a a keen ear to this because he is a blogger as well. But okay. I want you to talk about your blogging and the billionaire blogging society. That's, um, people can, when you go to her Instagram folks, she has all her stuff laid out, but talk about that because so many people need an outlet. A lot of folks say, I don't know where to start. How do I do this? Well, folks diversified game. We're giving you somebody who not just makes a living at blogging, but makes a living at teaching you how to get a system. So talk about that, please.
0: Yeah. So the billionaire blogger society, which you can find at the billionaire billionaire blogger society.com basically is a platform that I use to coach and consult creative professionals on how to make profitable and person and profitable and purposeful personal brands. A lot of peas in there. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. And so I really started doing it because a lot of people would come to me and be like, Hey, like, can I like, you know, get you coffee and like talk about my brand or help me out. And I was like, sure. But that quickly turned into a lot of coffees and a lot of time. So I was like, okay, I need to make sure that people are serious about it. And if they want to do it, they can book time with me. And I can actually, again, going back to time management, where's the profit? And there's nothing wrong with wanting to make a profit. That's how we all, that's how the world works. So um so yeah I was like well I have to figure out a way how to monetize this and so basically I just help any creative professional it doesn't have to be in fashion doesn't have to be in beauty doesn't have to be entertainment doesn't have to be any one of these like sexy industries you could be like oh I really want to build a brand on being on my dog walking service let's say that's what you want to be you want to be a really cool dog walker like how do I compete with, with apps like WAG and things like that or whatever well first I would say don't compete with WAG join WAG but then also build your own brand too um, oh, yeah. yes, it's like, if there's an app out there that you feel is your competitor and you're doing it individually, don't beat them, join them and learn from them. But that's a separate, that's, I went off on a tangent because I like made it up, made it up and that just it came to me. Okay. Anyway, but like any creative professional that wants to build a brand online, I walk them through all like the tenements of brand building. Like, what is your mission? Like, what's the mission of your brand? You know, who is your target audience? Who are you targeting specifically? Um, what is your tagline? You know, what's your two or three words that really just communicates what your brand is. Think about FedEx, the world on time, Nike, just do it. Candy Washington, actress with style, you know? So it's like what in two or three words can someone automatically know who you're talking to and the value you add and why they should care? You know, how do you create a color scheme for, for your brand? And those are just the foundational things Like that's just the blueprint of building a brand. So once you have all of those things in alignment, how do you actually activate that brand? How do you bring that brand to life? So then what you want to do is you want to implement it across all your social media platforms in a cohesive and consistent way. So if I'm on your Facebook, I need to know it's you. If I'm on your LinkedIn, I need to know it's you. If I'm on your website, I need to know it's you. I don't want to be on your Instagram being like, wait, who's Joe Schmo?" And then I go over your Twitter and I'm like, who's John Doe? Like it needs to just be cohesive. Think about any brand you go on any of their touch points online. They all look consistent. They're using the same photos, same language, same colors, same logo, same tonality. So you want to make sure that you implement your brand consistently. Then you want to become an expert in your space. So the way that you become an expert in your space is basically what we're all doing. Create a podcast, write a book, you know, create a Facebook group that you're moderating around whatever it is. You know, you want to be that dog walker? Create a a Facebook group of, you know, Midwestern, you know, dog walk, dog owners seeking support or whatever it is. Then have all the dog owners who live in the Midwest or Ohio or wherever you're based, have them join and have it be a forum that you're moderating. So since you're the moderator and you own the Facebook page and you're just moderating it, but you're now the expert because it's yours. And then you're actually cultivating an audience of potential customers. So then you're like, Oh, your dog has, I don't know, fleas. Here's a really great treatment for, for, for dog fleas. You know, sorry, that's happening to your dog. Here's a promo code for 10% off of my dog walking services. Feel free to use it anytime. So now you're, A, you've become an expert in your space. B, you cultivated a community of people. And C, you created a pool of potential customers whose problems you can easily solve and you are solving. And they're going to know, like, and trust you because you're the one who created and moderated it. So that's one way to become an expert in in your space and create a customer base. Another way, again, we said like the books, um create an e-course, do a webinar series, speak on panels, you know, get published somewhere. So it's one thing for me to say, hey, I'm Candy Washington and I am a blogger. It's another thing to say, hey, I'm Candy Washington and I was just published in false magazines on five ways that self-care helps secure the bottom line. Or I was just, you know, working with Simply Stylist or, you know, I did a thing for a Disney style and that got published in Teen Vogue. So yes, you wanna be creating your own content, having your own brand, your own blog, but the way in which you elevate that is by being co-signed by other notable brands. So, because every time you have an expert on, what do you say? They've been featured in, they've been published in, as seen in, and that automatically elevates your brand and that automatically um, makes you more of an expert. And it also increases your bottom line because it's easier to ask for more money when other reputable brands have already co-signed on on, on your brand. So I, I teach people how to find those opportunities regardless of what industry they work in because it's the strategy is the same. It's just where you're going to implement it is different. So I just help people get very clear on their vision because a lot of times people will come to me and they, they're not really sure. Like they'll have an idea of what they want to do or they have an idea of, of what they want. So I really help them get, get clear on their why as well. So you want to know the what, like what's your brand, what product or service are you offering? The who, who do you serve? Who's your target audience? Why, why do you do what you do? And then where go find those people and and implement that. And then also don't forget about the real life experience. Yes. Social media is great. I love it. It's fun. It's cool. It's a great space. But don't don't forget about actually interacting with people. You know, if you're, if you want to be an amazing, you know, Official babysitter in your neighborhood, you know, invite all the parents over for like, you know, cheese and crackers and wine or whatever and really get to know those people in real life or do a pop up shop or whatever it is so don't forget about using social media as a way to create community and then translate that into a real life experience as well. And yeah, so that's kind of what I do over at the Billionaire Blogger Society. And I also do self-care sessions, um, which is something that I really just started doing because I really love the self-care, like mindful wellness space. Um, and I have a couple clients that I work with there, like this one woman who's amazing. And one advice I had given her was she, when she would talk, speak about herself, she would only talk about uh, her job, her kids, and her husband. She never talked about herself. And so I said to her, I was just like, well, why don't you take some time and like date yourself and get back to realizing like who you are as a person? Like, what would you eat for dinner if you didn't have to cook for your kids or your husband? Like, what is it that you actually want to eat? What movies would you watch? That's not just like Disney movies, you know, take a spa day because she had, it, it was bizarre because when I would talk to her, she never once referenced herself. And I was like, you got to, date yourself and fall in love with yourself figure out what your passions are and what your preferences are and and put yourself first so i also um help people do that as well which i think goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur or a creative professional
1: yo this is real game um can oh, it Cal, and it, talk game about it talk about it for the person, it. <laughs> it, it's it's game for the person who thinks they even have it all together because I know that's something that with two kids and a a, a ultra busy wife where people say, they don't even believe I have a wife. Um, they say, (laughs) yo, how do you do this? And, and, and why do you do certain things? And it's because you do, I totally agree with dating yourself, buying, going out to a restaurant, getting whatever you want. You spend as much money, get as many, whatever you need to get, feel right. And, 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 you know, I love why you created the society because AL and I here, he's in New York, I'm in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And all I hear, and I tell people coffee is where deals go to die. So I don't do coffee. You Mm want to do something? I got a a website. You can book some time and we can talk about what you want to talk about because uh, it's going to take more than this coffee. Plus I don't drink coffee. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I love that and that people who want to invest in themselves, like what you're doing and what we're doing on our side is the new college. Cause personally yeah. I, in grad school, I was, I was teaching in media, the professor saying who've never practiced it in the last, you know, 10 years, how do you do this? How do you do that? So I'm teaching the professors and I tell people I'm the influencers Influence. I don't call myself, you know, oh, I'm this and I'm that. I'm just doing my work because I'm Mm -hmm. very passionate about it. And I have to do it the same way that, you know, AL is a a writer and and a different artist. He has to, he has to do those things. It wakes you up at night. You know, that no alarm clock feeling is great. So I love that you started that and people you got to go to the billionaire blogger society because I know she told you something that you said, well, I wanna get in that and I don't have a lot of money. See, I, I don't like you people who don't have a lot of money <laughs> because she even has a free resource on there. And you'll say, yeah. I don't have a lot of money before you even go to the site, but you'll go pay for you know the new shoes, the new party, the drinks, buy a table, but for she has a price affordable for everybody on here just depends how yeah. far you want to go.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, um, that was another big thing for me when I decided to create my own brand, it was like what you're saying, like, you'll buy like the new shoes or the bottle service or whatever. For me, for career eyes, I kind of was like, why am I working so hard for somebody else's vision, for somebody else's brand to make somebody else rich when I have my own vision and my own brand and my own financial freedom goals. So it goes back to that. Are you going to spend your money making somebody else's brand rich, buying those like shoes and, and those clothes or whatever, or are you going to invest in yourself and get a real return on your investment? Because when you invest in yourself, that's, that's invaluable because then you can go out and do it again and again and again and again and again, and again for yourself. So you just really, what, what do you invest your money in? Do you want to waste your money and make somebody else rich or do you want to invest in yourself and set yourself up for financial freedom? And that's your choice.
1: Right on, Yeah. It, it, it's right on. It's, it's right on. I just, you know, I almost want her to say, hey, you, you don't have a Patreon? Because they need to join the, the Patreon, the everything.
0: <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. And go and head over to Amazon.com and get the book, Sugar Pills, 10 Days to Awaken Your Inner Power. It's hard copy and it's Kindle. So, yeah, and I also have um, my essential self-care starter kit. You just go to Amazon.com backslash shop backslash Candy Washington. And that is just my curated essential self-care kit from, you know, elevating books, food, music, um, health and body, fitness, skincare, beauty, just a lot of great things, you know, from Epsom salt to you know, uh, face masks, the crystals, just all that fun stuff that really just, if you're kind of like, I don't know where to start with self-care, I don't know what to do, it, it's all there. Just some, some really cool curated things, so head over there if you need help. And then also hit me up on Instagram, it's at Candy Washington, C-A-N-D-Y Washington. Feel free to DM me um, and shoot me an email at info at candywashington.com. And I monitor all of that. So don't worry that it's an info, but you can just go ahead and email me and I will, I will get that.
1: And you know what you're um, doing? She is monetizing her life. That's like my thing. Uh, everyone. Oh,
0: monet-
1: well, you, you I don't mean- too? Okay,
0: listen, I don't mean to cut you off, but that is so true. Because when I started being a, a blogger and social media person, I made a vision for the life I wanted. Like I literally did a vision board where I just, just said, what are the things I want in my life? What are the things I want to do? And I said, how can I create a life where, I'm, where what I do subsidizes the, my vision? And I have on there, party on yachts, do that, check. Like other than, you know, like different things like that. Nice. So what I did was before I knew how it was going to happen, I knew what I wanted to happen. I had the vision for it. And when you know where you're going and what the vision is, the how usually takes care of itself. And you also have to have grace and flexibility with that. And that was something I had to learn because I'm, a very like type a like this 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 but you also have to learn how to have grace and flexibility so yes i know this is the point i'm getting to but have grace and flexibility on the way in which you get there because maybe the way i think i'm going to get there is way harder than it needs to be and there's actually a much easier faster fun plan so uh, i stopped saying hustle i stopped saying grind and i accepted the flow because you don't have to hustle and grind like let that go. I think that's a big thing that everybody says. Like I'm hustling, I'm grinding, I'm on my grind. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to be on my grind. I want to be in my flow. Mm-hmm. I want I want things to flow to me naturally and I want and I want to do that. But I had to learn to let go of the need to control, the need to know exactly how and when it's gonna happen. And um and and, and, and yeah, like I, I had to le- I had to learn surrender. That's the word I'm looking for. I learned how to surrender. I know I know what the vision is, but I'm but I'm gonna surrender to the journey to get there. So
1: you come- and, and, yeah, you can cut me off anytime when you when you're talking <laughs> like that. Because, that because, Sorry. No, no. Because When we even did this podcast and we had talked about it for years and I have a podcast that I use as a diary where I just vent. So if clients Mm -hmm. or life gets to me, I get on that podcast. I have one with my wife where it's anonymous and we can, she's, um, Yeah. So we can say whatever we want because no one knows who we are and we can just vent. But I do that too because of the technologies available and I've sent you something on anchor.fm. I love that platform because from day one on your podcast, it first of all sends you to the iTunes, which the sugar pill is on, but it also pays you day one and it sends you. It sends you to Google and Spotify and like nine other platforms and and, and the advertising, unlike YouTube, which um, I I represent various YouTubers, you don't have to have this much watch time. Anchor right now doesn't care and they're paying more than YouTube. The CPM is at like $15 minimum that we Oh, wow. Yeah. So people are like, well, what does that really mean? I want to give the game to everyone, even our guests, and if, if there's something new. But I would say this, for one of our platforms, we had 1,781 v- uh, listens. That equaled about $12. Don't ask me how that happened. I'm not setting these platforms up. Right. You know, but they're paying where you can really, you have no excuse because blog talk and Mm -hmm. all those things for years, were getting free game. Now you can take all that old game and still put it on your new podcast and people will listen to it if it has value. Like Seth Godwin says, if you're in their tribe or if they're in your tribe, they will Mm -hmm. hear it. And that's what you're doing. You're monetizing whatever you want to do. You know, I didn't start the interview off and say, and she's been on the doctors and you can see (laughs) her on Disney because something told me that your life was bigger than just what you've been on. And I didn't want you to be defined by that. So now that you have shown the people on our podcast who you are, I'll say, if you go to her IMDB, you'll see all her accolades and they're only growing. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I love it. I love it. AL, if you have any finishing lines, actually, AL, you can ask the, your finishing line and then I'll close out with our signature question.
2: Ooh. Oh, my, fin- my finishing line. Um, so, uh, a few minutes prior, like, uh, you speak a great deal upon uh, definiteness of like purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, based on what you're doing how is you uh being fueled by your passion getting you closer to your purpose
0: oh yeah well i would say that my purpose my 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 passion is rooted in my purpose so my personal purpose is to add value to the lives of others through storytelling So I'm passionate about telling stories, which is what we've done essentially for this last hour, right? I've just told stories about my life. I've told stories about how to do things and and like this, that, and the other, because all of creative mediums, they're just telling stories. You know, an artist tells a story on a canvas, a writer tells a story on the page, an actor tells a story on the screen, you know, an influencer tells a story, you know, on their social media channels. It's all storytelling. You know, creating community is just getting a tribe of people together, sharing and telling stories. So for me, once I got really clear on what my purpose was, then I was able to root my passion into that and and then monetize it from there. But I wouldn't be discouraged if you don't know what your purpose is. Like, not everybody wakes up and they're like, this is what my purpose is today. And I'm going to go seize it. Like, you know, and your purpose can, can change and it can be malleable. And your purpose when you're 20 could change when you're 40 or it could be whatever it is. So I think, and I forget who said it. And I'll, I'll find who said it. But I think if you're not clear on what your purpose is or, what, or even what your passion is, follow your curiosity. What are you curious about? What are things that you're like, hmm, I would wanna learn more about that or I wanna do more of that or let me look into this. Because I think sometimes, When you listen to someone and you think, wow, that person has it all together and I have no idea what I'm doing with my life or even what I want to be doing with my life. And it can make you feel bad or can make you feel less than or that you're not on the same track as everybody else. But that's not true. You know, there are days where I think everyone wakes up and they're just like, I don't know what I'm doing in my life. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I have no idea. So I think the more that we are honest and open and transparent about Yes, we are creative and passionate and purposeful, but there's also days where we're not. And that's kind of what really makes us all human and connected is, is sort of, you know, that fluidity of, of knowing and not knowing that we all share. So I think, yeah, I think what, what really feels me is adding value to the lives of others, which is something greater than myself through storytelling and storytelling is what really fulfills me and what I feel very passionate about and I sort of let that be my guiding light but there are days where I'm like I don't feel like being inspiring today and I let myself not have to be inspiring that day because as much as I'm doing it for other people it's also my life and I have to make sure that like I'm taking care of myself first it's like my cup runneth over right What's in the cup is for me and what runs over is for other people. So I have to make sure that my cup is full before I, I try to give to anybody else. So I think that's pretty much what it is. Follow your purpose. You know, let that be rooted in your passion. And if you don't know what it is, follow your curiosity and allow yourself not to know. It's okay. You're allowed you're allowed not to know.
1: <laughs> Ooh, p- preach, preach, preach. Oh, I, I I continue to preach, but now you guys are going to have to book her. And, and we like to end the show by asking each guest, what is your community give back that you are doing or that you want to do in the future?
0: So my community give back is now I'm doing um, social media on a pro bono basis for PTAFF. It's the Pembroke, I'm going to slaughter the, the second word, Taparelli Arts Film Festival. And it's a film festival that's rooted in race, religion, social justice, social change, really just doing a spotlight on all of those, you know, real human stories and human things in a social justice place. Like what role does race play, religion, faith, um our prison system, all of that. And that that will be November 1st through the third. And now we're taking submissions for people's short films and documentaries and feature films and screenplays for them to get screened during the film festival. And so I just started doing their social media um, pro bono. It's a nonprofit just to help them out because I really, A, I believe in the founder. It's this woman named Andrea. She's from Jamaica and she's amazing. And I really believe in the purpose of the film festival. It's not just, oh, come to the red carpet. Yes, there'll be a red carpet and all that fun stuff. But the content of the films are, are all inspired by social change and justice and by telling true, real stories of things that actually affect us on a human level, not just, you know, fancy Getty images or whatever. So that's my community give back. And I think, um, One of my higher level goals, like I love what I'm doing now and I'm very fulfilled, but I also always think what's the next right step? How do I up level what I'm doing? And I think that for me is um, creating a production company or a platform where I'm not just creating my own content, but I'm helping to curate other underrepresented voices and stories and really become that, you know, almost like I own meets Shondaland meets Glossier. <laughs> type deal where where I'm helping other voices and other people create their content you know under under one hub so that that to me is my next up level goal
1: well i i think al would agree that i don't think you're doing enough candy i think you need to find like i'm so from, yeah you, you really need to get a life and you know find like a, a, a purpose but no that is like great, great. I appreciate you for coming on.
0: No, I appreciate you. And I appreciate everyone listening. And it is just my intention that I shared something that you find meaningful and valuable and you take an actionable insight and apply it to your life.
1: Man, love it. it. Appreciate you. Everybody go visit candywashington.com. I know that name sounds like I've heard that before. You've heard it here. (laughs) And if you see it, wherever on a billboard, whatnot. Yeah. I mean it just has a perfect ring to it. <laughs> I hope you guys were blessed by the 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 game that she gave and please um stay in touch and we will we will chat.
0: Yeah thank you so much. Thank All you right.
1: again. So I think this is a good place to stop our dialogue for this episode and allow you, the listeners, to join the conversation and keep the dialogue going with us online.
2: You can do so by visiting our social media at Facebook, Diversified Game Podcast.